You are listening to an Enoch Pratt Free Library podcast. Your journey. Your journey. Your journey. Your journey starts here. Here. Good evening, everyone. Um, It is my distinct pleasure to introduce uh, the man of the hour, Floyd Cooper, whose incredible work is going to grace this library for the next few months. And uh, Floyd and I were reminiscing about the first time we met uh, earlier today, and I'm going to add another part to that story. We met at a, uh, back in the late 80s, it was the Charlemagne Hill Rollins Colloquium. Charlemagne Hill Rollins was a esteemed children's librarian who worked in Chicago. And she had a dear friend who worked at a university in North Carolina, and they had a wonderful colloquium on African-American children's and teen literature. And uh, Floyd was a featured speaker, and uh, I was ordered to go get him a cup of coffee <laughs> by one of the grand dames of African-American librarianship. And um, when Floyd was new to the profession at the time, and he was a little nervous, and he was doing his presentation, and up popped his first book, a picture of his first book on the screen, Grandpa's Face. And the audience burst into applause, and it absolutely made Floyd speechless. Do you remember this? (laughs) And he said... I guess you know that one. Well, we know lots of them now because he has graced us with heroes from Mandela to Langston Hughes to Frederick Douglass and now Ira Aldrich. He's also had such incredibly moving work. Um, So you have these great heroes and important people and you have the wonderful, graceful uh, ring bearer, which is just the sweetest story and the sweetest illustrations you could ever imagine. So, um, as we celebrate uh, this wonderful work here tonight, I'm going to turn things over to Floyd Cooper. I also want to acknowledge, and Floyd's going to do the same, um, Jack Young, who has done an incredible job bringing this to life. So, I think that children who are, we've already had people ask us if they could bring a bus so the kids could see the real art. And so we look forward to that over the next few months. So without further ado, here's Floyd. Thank you, Debbie. Wow. Wow, she's done it again. She's rendered me speechless, but uh, that may be a good thing. I know it's late, so uh, we'll try to keep this brief. Um, I'd like to thank Jack as well. Uh, When I first got a call from Jack, I had no idea what he was really up to. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know what, what to expect, you know. I'm just, okay, yeah, Jack, yeah, sure. And I come in, and it's like, it's just overwhelming. It's just, just overwhelming. Thank you so much. I'd also like to thank uh, uh, Judy Cooper, uh, my friend from way back. We did school visits and all sorts of things together. And, of course, Debbie Taylor and the folks from Red Velvet as well. Um, they were trying to, their best to get me to understand the connection of how all this came together. But uh, I'm sure it'll sort itself out. On my, on my way home. And I'll, I look forward to you guys doing some wonderful things. It sounds like you have some good things under, under in the works there. Um, I, um, man, I remember those days, those early days. Uh, I think that was before I actually discovered um, my, uh, uh, a way of, of expressing my technique. And I, I'd like to explain um, to everyone that these paintings aren't really 
painted, I guess. So I have this little small imposter complex because I didn't really paint them the way you would think a traditional artist would. Uh, I made these pictures with um, uh, kneaded erasers, and uh, it's uh, just ro- uh, shapes that are erased from the board. It's a subtractive process that we'll just call the Cooper technique until someone comes along and changes that, you know. Um, but you, you have to see this thing. It's pretty amazing. Are any of you artists here to- today? Or? Okay, great. Uh, fantastic. I'll... Uh, Go to this side of the room here, but I want to give a little <laughs> demonstration of this technique, if you don't mind. You, don't, you, might, you guys don't mind me doing this. Uh, I think I'm going to hold the mic here. Is this on? Or? How's that? Is it good? Okay, now, um, I start with uh, this same umber color on the paper. And it's uh, sort of my signature color. It's what ties all my work together. But, uh, of course, this, this can be um, done with any color, actually. But the, the idea is to have a background and something to rub it off with. So it's basically working in reverse. And it is a, a language, a visual language, that I think um, has been kept back from many who could have benefited from it because of the uh, highly competitive nature that exists in the Wilson Jackson related to this. The, illustration world is very competitive and we hold our secrets tight, you know, but I really enjoy sharing it uh, to kids in school because, uh, of course, they need all the various ways of communicating that, that we can offer them, and it's really a fantastic thing. Hopefully, I'll have some converse here today. I'm going to hold this picture uh, this way so that y'all can see it. Now, the reason I said what I just said there is that it's like a, a form of an excuse for what's going to result from it. It's not going to be any high art because I'm painting sideways, and this is what I see when I'm painting it. So I'm just doing a little disclaimer there right off the bat. Now, the eraser that I use, of course, uh, these, these are great when you're doing school business. When you come into a school with the eraser, they'll do this, you know, you pretty much, <laughs> you're in there, you know, they have absolutely count. Right, right. Um, uh, it's really quite simple. I just sort of rub off the shape by taking the eraser. Uh, because of the board that I use, uh, it leaves this very interesting texture on the shape. And so I'm basically just sort of following what happens when this eraser makes contact with the paper. And I really enjoy the fact that I don't really always know exactly what's going to come of it. I just have sort of a general roadmap to where I'm going. And I just sort of let the eraser, in a Ouija board fashion, just sort of work its, work its way across the surface here. And hopefully, I'm able to see something. I'm not sure if you see anything now. And I'm not sure how long that took, but it's probably about seven shapes there. So you forego a lot of uh, things that hinder us as, as we're trying to communicate visually. We tend to uh, sort of, uh, when you follow more traditional ways of working, sometimes it present roadblocks, you know, uh, drawing stick straight lines or, or cross-hatching or shading and building up. This sort of just foregoes all of that, and you just skip right to the good part, which is seeing that image come, come into shape uh, almost instantaneously here. Because uh, <clears throat> as soon as you get those shapes in place, it's real easy to go in and find your way to the picture. And so what I'm going to do now is show you just how sensitive this, this board is. I'm just going to very lightly brush and let it sort of just fade into the shadow here. And uh, the light source over here, you can see how it just sort of fades as it moves away from the light source. So very soft touch there to get it across. And uh, 
is still sideways for me, but I think there's, I think you can see what that is, right? Now, uh, very quickly, a different way to make a shape, of course, is to do what we call a cookie cutter approach, where we take away the background. And the paintings that you see in the hallway outside were done this exact same way. I was facing my work, though, and not painting sideways. And you can see here just how that all came to be. I really do hope that after you see this, you don't have a lesser appreciation for my work when you see how, <laughs> how utterly simple this all is. And uh, I, I, I just want you to know that I'm still developing it, and uh, it, is, it does have a way to go. And I have big plans for what's going to come up of what develops here. But this just gives you an idea, a little sample of how. Uh, well, when this dries, uh, you can use any medium on top watercolor. This is an oil base. This is oil paint. Oil and water don't usually mix. But the funny thing, when you work on paper, uh, you can put washes of uh, acrylic with a sponge on top. You can use, uh, I use thin glazes of oil color. Most of the pictures, particularly with Frederick Douglass and I, uh, I, I, um, I use uh, thin washes of uh, oil color, transparent glazes. And I'll just keep adding these glazes one on top of the other until I'm done or until FedEx comes. <laughs> <laughs> FedEx is there before I'm done. And uh, we were talking, Gwenda and I were talking earlier about uh, Gustav Klimt and how he, he never quite finished his work. We all know how he worked, right? He's, he never finished the painting. In fact, he would end up working on pictures that had already won awards and go back <laughs> and change some of, some of the paintings. And, Sometimes you have to give money back to clients because it just wasn't done. You just can't let it go. And I think I really could relate to that very much. Very much. Also related to Tom Fields, who holds the record for the longest dead life. <laughs> it took me 27 years to finish <laughs> the middle passage. 27 years. And I'm <laughs> I, I use that whenever I'm late with it. Right? <laughs> Tom, you know, Tom Fields. But, uh, yeah, anyone else have a question on any of this? You see how simple is go home and try it. Just stay away from Pennsylvania when you do that. <laughs> okay, guys, well. You talked to, to the kids today about how you could use that with other. You could use it with yes. you could use it. You could use it with uh, any medium. It's a subtractive process. I learned it at uh, doing my Hallmark cards days. Uh, we learned it with gouache paint, something we call the gouache wash, where you do a drawing and you put a, a wash of uh, thin gouache paint. You know, Wash is like uh, expensive poster paint, you know, like you use in the classroom there. And it, it dries kind of chalky, so you just use a damp brush or a damp sponge that shakes off that way, you know? And, and uh, I think this works well with books because of the soft edges, no hard lines, and I've been sort of trying to find a way to make that work with my art that I do for, for picture books. I think it's a good kind of way for me to play with this medium and the ideas and the things that come from it within the, the domains of the picture book arena. That's what I'm looking forward to continuing to do. Yes? Um, you mentioned your Hallmark days. Did yes. you start your career as a commercial artist? And if so, how did you then make the transition to picture books? Uh, well, that's, well, that's a lot. I'll, I'll see if I can start at the beginning. Uh, while at the University of Oklahoma, I was actually helping my uh, professor um, get some of his work done. He had a lot of uh, freelance jobs he was doing on the side. So I was actually doing a little freelance jobs with a company called The Economy Company that produced classroom uh, textbooks and that sort of thing. And uh, so I ended up taking over a lot of that work because he kind of fell on hard times. 
when his wife left him and went to Hollywood and you know married someone else. And uh, so he, you know, he didn't take that too well. He sort of went into a dive, and so I kind of was there. I started to do that work, and then that led to me making the transition to Hallmark Cards, actually, uh, a little bit easier. But I got to Hallmark, forcing my way in to the company. I don't know if you know Hallmark Cards in Kansas City. Anyone ever taken that tour, that Hallmark tour? <laughs> it's um, J.C. Hall started the company uh, with a shoebox and green cards under his hotel bed across the street from where the, the company is now located. And he was able to get that company up to where it is. Uh, his sons don't quite have this business acumen, so it's a little bit misrun or mismanaged, and <laughs> it has been for quite a while. Uh, but, uh, and I would submit my portfolio several times just trying to get them to take, give me a position at Hallmark. The reason I was so desperate to work at Hallmark is while in college, I. Uh, fell in love with a early childhood education major and she got a teaching job in Kansas City. So we had this pipe dream. These all they're always pipe dreams, aren't they? Of a picket fence in Kansas City, Missouri, you know. So I had to get to Hallmark to make this thing work, you know, but it almost killed me getting getting into Hallmark, you know, and uh, uh, the relationship didn't didn't make it beyond Kansas City. We moved to New York and just kinda, you know, <laughs> went our separate ways. But uh, that's what got me into Hallmark. But while at Hallmark, I met uh, a lot of people and learned ways of working commercially that would normally be held back from people, like this subjective technique. And we worked, uh, worked at Hallmark this way. It's funny how one little thing in your life, one little insignificant thing could, could lead to some opportunity. That's what I try to get across to kids, is that take advantage of opportunities. Take advantage of opportunities. Uh, something that can seem just to, least important, unimportant thing could, could just be something that could change your life, you know? And so I enjoyed telling my story and the way things worked out. And hopefully someone will find a connection or bridge <coughs> something in their own life that they could hold on to and take advantage of before they give up on something and take a different direction. Because if it's just like that, you know? It's like one more decision and you're going in a different, different direction. There's so much, so much in the way of distractions things that are impacting our smart youth that uh, we have to hold fast and make sure that they get this guidance, you know, that, uh, that we can give them uh, to sort of battle against all those other things that are out there. You know, and it sometimes may seem like a, a drop in the ocean, but every little bit, every, every little bit counts. So that's kind of why I'm glad to do what I do, making picture books. I'm sorry, we got off the... Did <laughs> I answer your question about yes. Hallmark? Yes. yes. Anybody well, else? Thanks, you guys, for coming out to hear Mr. Cooper today. Thank you, guys. podcast is a production of the Enoch Pratt Free Library and the Maryland State Library Resource Center. For more information and to access more library resources, please visit prattlibrary.org.